Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Under the Blanket. As this episode is going to be released on Monday, I hope everyone has had a lovely weekend. We are finally on episode three and it's kind of crazy how fast time flies, especially with juggling, you know, like university and this podcast. But I will always find time in my week to set aside an hour or two to chat with some of my lovely friends. And I have a very special guest here with me today. We've known each other since our first year at university. Well, our first day at university. And yeah, a lot has changed. A lot has happened. Introduce yourself, my darling. Hello, I'm Ren. (laughs) And... um. So we both do the same course and we met at our little introductory meeting for said course nearly four years ago. For said course. (laughs) For said course. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe how the years have flown by. Look at us now. Big baby adults. Yeah. Ren and I are actually in our final year of university. Um, So it's it's been four years been four years already but technically we're just going to be reflecting on our university expectations versus reality moments being you know final year students in London we've like I said Bren and I have been together for four years now well no three years since we were on our well I was on my exchange year so yeah I guess was university the way you thought it would be ah. <laughs> um no <laughs> uh, no I mean yes and no I think um the sort of obvious comparison is like you know we came back you came back from Hong Kong I came back from uh, working a mostly full-time job to online uni to finish our degree which was not ideal and not what anyone planned but I think um, I don't really want to just go on and on about that because I don't think, you know, I feel like people kind of stress that a bit too much. And I'm like, it wasn't really what I expected even from the get go. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I think I think I just had this like view of what it was going to be in my head and I was like, I'm just gonna move to London and life's gonna be great and I'm gonna I'm gonna find myself and and then it just all wait, can I swear? Yeah. Okay. And then it all just kinda went to shit and um and then it got worse. And then it got a bit better. But, you know, it's um I was saying right before we started recording that we, uh, Emma and I, have had very different university experiences, and I think that could be quite interesting for some reflection. I think I definitely came in a bit sort of like wide-eyed and naive and a bit hopeful, a bit too hopeful maybe. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been all bad. It's just, it's been a bit of a struggle most of the time. And that's kind of a combination of you know, moving out and living in London, doing a very hands-on degree, which is just very stressful and very time-consuming and very expensive. Very expensive. We have to, like, highlight that. Very, very expensive. (laughs) 
And then you realize they penalize you if you don't spend ridiculous amounts of money on your design projects. And that's that's the moment when you're like, oh, what the hell have I signed up for? <laughs> you know, so you kind of you sign up for the um, initial costs and then they just keep piling them on. But I think I mean, I know sort of everyone's like, oh, well, social life in London's very different from anywhere else. Um, and that is very true. That is very, very true. And I think I was like, oh, yeah, but like, it's fine. You know, I'd lived in like small cities up until that point. And everything in London is just far away. <laughs> and I mean, it's like I didn't leave central London for like a year. Like everything I did was in central London. You kind of narrow your world down so much because it's like it's so big and kind of overwhelming, particularly when you're not used to that. Yeah, okay, I think I get what you mean kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because I... Well, I guess I did travel a lot, though, but I am I come from a countryside, so... Yeah, you come from the middle of nowhere, <laughs> so I can't even talk. Fine. <laughs> so I never lived in cities before, and so, like, London literally just, like, amazed me. It was so densely populated with people, and so, like, I wanted to go out and travel... And I, I guess I did go quite far out. I mean, I say that, but I literally just went to like the city of London, like Shoreditch, Hampstead Heath, Kew Gardens a lot. I went to Kew Gardens a lot. Kew Gardens is really far out though. That, that counts as far out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm only going to like one place, so it doesn't really yeah. make much of a difference. But yeah, I guess because... I, I, like we do know some international students who have lived in big cities before and they mm-hmm. they think that London is like the tiniest thing in the world <laughs> like this yeah is... they're just like <laughs> and I'm like oh my god um, yeah I think I do get what you mean by the like not traveling as much and kind of like sticking within your own zone yeah and I think like even you know it's like even we were like moving out after first year it was like oh my god, I have to live in, uh, you know, like 20 minutes, for, like 20 minute radius from uni. I don't know what I was on. <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought that was like, you have to live in that area. Like, I don't know where I was finding the money to take the tube everywhere. I don't know what I was doing. Because <laughs> it's expensive, let me tell you. Yeah, I literally... London is very expensive. I mean, I was prepared for that, but... um. Like, I knew it was big, and I knew I kind of wanted a bigger canvas, if you will. But I don't think I was, like, quite prepared for, like... I was like, I don't know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you go to London, you, like, there's so many people that you get really lonely. And I was like, yeah, 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 sure, like, I just want to be, like, surrounded by people. And then I kind of realised that, like, I don't know, like, it is. It's, it's harder than I thought it would be. And, like, I went to I went to boarding school. I was, like, I'm so independent. Like, I don't need, like, my parents there. And then... In what way? Just, like... I don't know. I think it was just, like... You just have to figure shit out on your own, like, really quickly. Or at least I felt I did. In, in what way, though? Like, how? I don't know. It was just, like... It was, a st- it was a pretty steep learning curve for a number of reasons in a way I hadn't really grasped until then. I think I was, I was very naive I'd kind of lived in a pretty small bubble up until that point 
And also, to be honest, like, most of the students kind of, you like, they form their own bubble, but then I realised pretty quickly that wasn't necessarily the bubble I wanted to be in. Oh. So, like, your bubble hadn't been kind of, like, created? Yeah, it was just, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to go and meet your best friends and, like, find your people and I think I so I realized pretty quickly like those weren't my people, but I didn't know where to go looking for them. Mm. And being in a huge city was like very daunting. Of like, well, where where do I start? Like, there's almost like too many options. Where like you know, previously in like a smaller town or a smaller city, like you kind of know most people and you kind of know you know your options, if you will. You know what I mean? Um. And I think, yeah, I was, I became very aware that I just didn't really like fit in with the people I was around, but I didn't really know what to do about that. No, yeah, I think it is difficult because I have a friend who just started university in September, but she started two or three years later than everyone else. Mm -hmm. I, I told her, I was like, university is like full of different age ranges, you know, like, yeah. There are some undergrads who are like 50 years old. Like, honestly, it's fine. But yeah, she was just kind of concerned about that. And she just wasn't sure how to go about things. But I guess it's also different because she entered university during a COVID year. Yeah. (laughs) So it's harder to interact with people. And even if you wanted to make friends, then you'll have to like use other methods to do that. But yeah, I don't know. Like for me, when I was in first year, I guess I was just really lucky. I kind of found some really good friends. Like I didn't even have to find them. They were my roommates, actually. Not roommates, um, flatmates. (laughs) They were my flatmates in first year and they're lovely people. I think I still talk to two, two of them and we're very close. We have like a really similar mindset, even though we do completely different degree programs. Yeah, I think I was just lucky as in coming from the north, (laughs) being a northerner that I am, I am quite open and like friendly anyway. Um, So I wasn't really too nervous about not making any friends or like fitting in. I never really have that uh, issue as in... I know that I won't fit in with a group. I know it. But that doesn't really matter to me that much. I think as long as I, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with myself, like with being alone, then I can pretty much like adapt to any group. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you were much, well, from an outsider perspective, you were much more comfortable in yourself in first year than I was. <laughs> and I think, you know, I don't know, school was, school was a bad time. And I think I, that's a lot of the reason I like put so much weight on uni. It was like, oh, this is like my chance to like do what I really want to do. Um, and, you know, like find a group of people who understand me. I mean, I, you know, I met my best friend in halls and she lived across the hall. But I don't talk to anyone else in my halls now. I don't really talk to that many people in uni, to be honest, like outside of it. I think... Like, no fault of their own, you know. I've met some really lovely people. I just... I don't know. It just... It didn't... I didn't really click the way I thought I would, I guess. I don't don't really know what it was. I think I kind of 
felt like I had to find that group so quickly that I kind of found the wrong group and then didn't know how to get out. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, I think it is difficult because when you enter university, you have such a high expectation mm-hmm. of like, I'm going to do this, I want to do that. And yeah, like you said, you, you want to quickly find your, hmm, how do we word this in a nice way? Like your your clique, <laughs> like your group, um, you know. <laughs> but I guess, do you not think that through that mistake, I wouldn't really say mistake, but in like quotation marks, like learning process, then haven't you just gone to discover yourself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think... Um... Most people in my life would probably have gone back and changed things for me if they could, but I don't necessarily regret anything because it kind of got me where I am now. And I don't, it could have gone, it could have gone a different way, but I think, you know, it would have been a very different path. And I, I don't really have any regrets. I think it's just interesting to look back and see where it all went wrong a bit. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all bad, but um, yeah, as you said, a bit of a it was a learning curve to find myself along the way. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think we can all agree from because our degree program is quite small. You know, there's like mm-hmm. less than twenty people in our degree program. Well, in our year in our degree program, mm-hmm. and we are quite like tight knit. Yeah, and I can definitely say that. I think if you ask anyone in our degree program, like who has changed the most since first year, <laughs> I would definitely say that maybe three quarters of them would say Ren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like not, I'm, I'm the same person, but I'm like almost unrecognizable from who I was on the first day <laughs> waiting for a little introductory talk. You know, and I, I, I love our old year group. Who have mostly graduated <laughs> by what, like five of us? Um, you know, and like I really care about all of them. It was such yeah. a great group of people. I've been like looking back recently and I'm like, I wish I'd like appreciated those times more because like there were some good ones in there. There was like, there were some nice memories. I don't know. I think I probably could have made more of the time that we all had together, but I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. We did get really lucky. We had a really good year group. We did. I think hmm, I think this goes for everything. Like people can see the amount of effort that you put in to kind of wanting to be friends or wanting to get to know each other. And when you see that effort, you kind of recognize that this person values friendship or like this relationship, this connection. And so I think with our group, you could definitely see that, especially like I tried to, you know, kind of make this group as tight knit as possible because we are so niche. And Mm -hmm. I I think it would have just felt a shame to not know each other that well. Like we didn't have to be best friends. I wasn't saying that, but just getting to know each other, like open up and just allowing, you know, people to realize that if they needed anyone to talk to that weren't their close friends or like they you know weren't really comfortable with telling their family or something then you know you guys you guys can always depend on us because we're strangers 
but we're not really strangers you know like we're friends but like not really friends so yeah no I think kind of along that vein you know like in a friend group there's always like the one person who's really good at like reaching out and is always like you know oh like let's meet up there's always a person that makes the first move and I feel like Mm. you are like absolutely that person and I'm absolutely not that person like it's a quality I wish I had but I just I just don't have it (laughs) and I always feel so bad but like it's just so it's always so nice to have someone who's like always takes that first step Mm. and I think yeah. yeah I think when I went on like when we left in third year so I went on my exchange and you took a gap year I think uh, a lot of the people in our year who obviously went into uh, the final year they did say that they missed that type of like person pushing like group events and hey like do you guys want to go to the cinema hey do you guys want to you know go out to eat at a restaurant or something like that so yeah, I tried to make as many memories as I could because I knew that university would only last three, four years. And so as many pic, I love photography. So like as many stalker pictures that I could take of you guys, like that was like my best memory. I think first and second year were honestly like, for me anyway, from like a, I wouldn't say outsider's perspective, but just like reflecting back on it, first and second year were definitely some of the happiest years. I think it's interesting that you say first and second year was like the best time because I'm like I like I completely get that but also I'm like I don't know I was I was struggling <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm in a much better place now than I was then and I'm like despite being locked down like just sat staring at my laptop screen all day long I don't know I'm just I'm I'm a lot I'm a lot better than I was Mm. but um, I I think it also means I can kind of look back and like appreciate a lot of it more where like I don't know I like couldn't I couldn't really see the good stuff at the time I think some of it like I realized I was like okay these are gonna be like the memories I like really look back on and cherish but I think a lot of it just kind of like passed me by and I like couldn't Mm. like appreciate it as much as I do now um so I like look back and I'm like, okay, yeah, there was some like, there were some real high points in first and second year, but <laughs> it was all kind of under a bit of a fog for me. Yeah. But I guess that also goes on to say that when I say that first and second year were some of my best years, I'm talking about like the social aspects of things. Mm-hmm. So mentally it was, I think second year was the toughest year for me. And that's why I was really glad that I was able to go on my year abroad. That really kind of took me away from this like traumatic city because during second year, I was in a really, really bad mindset, like Mm -hmm. mentally. And I don't think anyone really realized that in terms of like our year group and even like some of my closest friends, Um, because I never said anything. Yeah. But when I went on my exchange year, why, like that was like such a breather. It was like a, such a, you know, it was a breath of fresh air for me. And I came back, I think like, like you said, I came back to London in my final year and my mind has, you know, I'm in a way better mindset than I am, than I was in second year. Yeah. So in that sense, I agree. Like this year is, even though we're in lockdown and everything, mindset wise and like emotionally, I'm way more stable than I was 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I also just say, like, I, I, yeah, I think people didn't realize, and I think I kind of, I got a little bit after the fact, and I always felt really bad that I, like, didn't reach out, and I'm like, I should have reached out, and I'm sorry I didn't. You know, there's, like, that one thing where it's, like, if someone's, like, really, like, bubbly and, like, funny and, like, the friend that always, like, reaches out and always sort of seems like they've got their shit together is, like, they're often the person you need to worry about the most because, like, no one else knows when they're not doing well. And, like, you are absolutely that friend. And I kind of, like, I don't think I fully realised... Like, I didn't realise at the time. I still don't really know, like, what was going on. But, like, I I knew shortly after that you weren't doing that well and I'm just sorry that I didn't say anything no what <laughs> what is this podcast episode like <laughs> we knew it was gonna depress it and it was gonna so deep Jesus like an apologetic like podcast episode like what is this no it, honestly it's fine because I my character is that I don't enjoy asking for help and I kind of learned that in third year is that you know, there's, you can, and it's not, it's not shameful to ask for help when you need help. So like, even when I said in the first podcast episode, like when I was really struggling with academic work, I literally just emailed all my tutors. I'm like, help me. Um, but first year me, you know, first year Emma would never have done that because I've always wanted to kind of do it myself. I was very dependent because I was like, oh, I'm at university. I'm an adult. Um, You know, I have to be independent. I have to not depend on anyone. I don't want to disappoint my family type of thing. And so. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk about that. And I think sort of for me, it was like a very um, self-driven thing of like, I have to be the most independent person on the planet. (laughs) And then, you know, I think this kind of goes into the whole like moving out and like, like your first taste of like being an adult and like all that stuff you know it's not it doesn't always mean that you have to be completely self-reliant and you can't have other people help you or ask for help or just be more vulnerable with people and I think yeah I came into uni and I was like I just have to be the most independent adult that I can possibly be and then I was like wait this isn't this isn't the most healthy mindset to have yeah I think like you said I think there's a lot of pressure with you know you're finally an adult in quotation marks and you're stepping out into this brand new world this brand new city and so like you have to be don't know like a better version of yourself or no you have to like find a better version of you know when before we came into university I think that's a really shit way of going about things (laughs) yeah I don't think it's a healthy mindset to have at all I think you know what most people are 18 19 20 you're still a kid just have fun like I mean don't be an idiot but like just like enjoy it and I think I was so preoccupied with the idea of being self-reliant that I didn't really let myself enjoy much of it and I'm like I was 19 I could have loosened up a little bit (laughs) I think there's like another another reason why my friend, like my first year friend is like was so stressed out in going to university because obviously she's a bit older than everyone else and she has a part-time job as well. And so she was really concerned about the workload. But I told her, I was like, first year, you just 
you know, you're still trying to find your groove. You're still trying to find your, your voice in writing. And so just kind of be chill and have fun. But knowing her, she's very much like, why did I go to university to have fun? I'm going to university because I need to Mm. do well. You know, it costs money to go to university. I don't want to like screw it up. So for those type of like people, and I was one of them, I am still one of them. I still really value my education. But, you know, you got to give yourself a bit of leeway. You know, like don't put Mm -hmm. so much pressure on yourself that you're not enjoying your life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying like university is just like a... A good, a good way to like have a social life because it's really not <laughs> it's like the worst way to have a social life but um you know I think I like put so much pressure on myself in first year that I like was so burnt out by the end of second year so I think there's kind of managing um your energy and like managing how you know making the most of your degree because you know I, I I am there for the education but there's no point if you're miserable because and you're exhausted and burnt out all the time because then you're not going to be making or creating the best work that you can so deep reflections on four years and too much money <laughs> money that's also a really interesting topic to talk about because we spend a lot of money at university so much and we're paying uh, domestic fees. Yes, we're paying them. Yeah, we're not international students. We're both UK students. So £9,250. And then maintenance loan, if you have that as well. I have that. So that's more that I, you know, have to... Have to pay back. Pay back on top. <laughs> but oftentimes people are struggling to balance out the financial situation with the academic so how did you manage to I don't know what I think I went into first year and like I got my first maintenance loan in I was like that was like the most money I'd ever seen I was like oh my god you know like in one go I was just like holy shit (laughs) and then you know like I'd never made that much money in a part-time job and they just gave it to me and then I hadn't and then I was like oh shit I've got to pay it back (laughs) and then I realized how expensive Olympic in London was (laughs) and then I looked to my rent and I was like oh there it all goes <laughs> so yeah I think you know particularly like taking her out and then still living in London and having to like afford rent with no maintenance loan mm. working 40 hours a week and still just being broke all the time that was fun that was a fun time I think um I mean for me with design projects I know you've done this as well a lot of going through bins <laughs> Yes. And just like saving scraps, like weird scraps of material forever. I think I kind of went in and I was like, you know, I had like had really good grades at school. I was always sort of like either like top or second in my class. Um, and then I went in and like just watching tutors like just tear my work apart, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, I think the money thing was actually quite a, I want to say like a, critical part of first and second year definitely and I think no one I think I was not I was not prepared for that at all like I was like oh yeah like of course you have to buy materials but then I was like I guess I thought that like the 
like uh like the shop would be more like affordable or like they would understand that we just don't have a bottomless pit of money <laughs> you know and then I very quickly realized that they did think we had a bottomless pit of money and they were going <laughs> to expect us to come up with something which was likely going to be more than I could afford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think that's why in second year I decided to find a part-time job and like that kind of helped me with financing my materials for the design modules that I did take. But it still wasn't enough, you know, like there's more than just uh, academics in terms of being in university. Like I said uh, at the very beginning, you have like your social life as well. So going to the cinema, going to restaurants and, you know, just grabbing a drink. It That also costs money. Even buying groceries to prep your food. That is groceries. Like that is money. So yeah, we haven't even taken that into account yet. And just based on buying materials for our design modules, that was a lot to take in. But yeah, I guess I guess that's the nature of design courses. Yeah, I just think it was sort of, I don't know, maybe it is spoken about more, but I just didn't. I don't know. I also did not expect it because obviously me coming from the countryside, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, maybe like they won't <laughs> be like this. Oh, it'd be so cheap. No. no, it was not. No, and I think, you know, you were saying like, social life and like wanting to go out to eat and stuff I'm like I I think I kind of came to London and was like oh there's all these fun restaurants and then it was like oh wait I literally can't afford anything so you have like so much choice oh and this is what I was gonna say of like you know you go and you're like I'm gonna find my best friends and we're gonna move into my dream flat and I'm gonna decorate it exactly how I want and like and then you're like oh wait all of this stuff costs money and I'm spending like all the money I have on my course like it's just the whole thing was more expensive than I was prepared for um and socializing is very expensive you find cheap places very quickly (laughs) socializing is very expensive actually you often don't realize it but a pound is a pound and you know a pound can buy you one item in poundland right that's also (laughs) like you can buy like I don't know what you can buy but like detergent or something that will last you a while okay like detergent that can last you a while so a pound can go a long way and the fact that London is so expensive I don't know in terms of I guess this is for like a completely different episode but I guess we can touch upon it kind of today but would you recommend going to university in London I don't know um (laughs) I mean, I think at the time I made the right decision. I think London is a very different city than it was when I was applying. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I don't, not even like, not even, oh, a whole pandemic, everyone's locked down. But I think London used to be very outward looking and I feel like that's kind of changing away. I guess with like Brexit and just, it's always like prided itself on being like a very international city which it is but I feel like they're like not as proud of that anymore I feel like there's not Mm. um I don't know I feel like it was like for a time everyone was like flocking to London it was the place to be it was very progressive and forward thinking and I feel like some of that attitude has changed over the past few years 
um, I mean, not hugely, but I just, I mean, I'm leaving London after I finish my degree. So <laughs> I think that kind of says a lot about how I view it now. Um, and I love it. Like, I love the city so much. You know, I was saying, oh, my God, it was so big and daunting. But I just can't see myself in London anymore. And I don't know if that's me or if that's the place. And it's probably, like, 75% me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's changed. And I think in the recovery from uh, corona and multiple lockdowns and things, we'll see how things play out. No, I think that is like something that can be discussed in a future episode. Yeah. Um, a little bit more in depth. Yeah. But I guess it's also like the fast of a newbie. Like, you know, like during the first and second years, we were like, oh, like London. Oh my God, I can't believe I got accepted into like such a great university. It was just that like the initial thirst. And wanting more and more, but then now it's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> you know? Um, but like going back with all this like reflection thing, yeah, I don't really know how I feel about ending my final year like this. I had a I had a conversation with our course director recently, and she said to me, Oh, like you seem to be handling online uni and like lockdown really well. And I was like, I kind of came in knowing exactly what I thought it was going to be. And this is actually why I wanted to talk about expectations. Because I came into this year and they'd said everything's going to be online for the first term. I was like, okay, everything's going to be online for the whole year. Little did I know how shit it was going to get. But I kind of, you know, I came in with realistic expectations of like, I'm going to be sat staring at my laptop all day and have to somehow figure out how to work Teams and Zoom. you know, so I tried to like mentally prepare myself for that. And it's worked to a certain extent. Um, but where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so I kind of feel fine. Like, I feel kind of all right with I'm just going to sit at my laptop for the next like three months, three, four months and write an obscene number of words and then send off and be done with it because I kind of like I've had time to kind of come to grips with that but yeah I feel like I've managed my expectations fairly well (laughs) not perfectly but fairly well Mm. for like not like expecting my final year to be perfect and I think I kind of expected my first and second year to be perfect I'm like I'm finally like okay I'm just gonna get through it it's gonna be fine I'm just going to do the work and it will all work itself out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't get to go stand in my cap and gown. But like, to be honest, I didn't really give a shit about that anyways. So um, like for me, I really wanted to see my friends in third year, like in my final year. So that was one thing that I expected Like, I wasn't expecting constant lockdowns and I wasn't expecting the lack of resources and help from university. Yes, I thought I thought they would be more prepared for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Same, because technically they had what, like, oh, I mean, they had had a term and a half in the whole summer to prepare. Right. But also, I think I've I've uh, come to realize just how incompetent they are. (laughs) 
like I said in like the first episode, I'm very much a people's person. I love being around people. I thrive when I'm surrounded by my closest friends or just people that I even I don't know. And so that is one thing that I miss, like social interactions yeah. with people. And I can't, I can't work in like silence, locked away by myself. Like I loved going to coffee shops so much. I hate the library because it's too quiet. So oh. I like just blast music as loud as I can to pretend that like I'm surrounded by people because it just it it does it does drive me a little nuts. Just like sitting alone all day. Yeah. I guess that's also the same for me, but like I go in like phases. So, because I like people watching, I go sit in cafes but without any music on, just to like you know be surrounded by people. Yeah, that feeling of just being surrounded, and then I go to the library uh, when I actually have work that I actually need to submit. Yeah, just ex. I was expecting a lot more resources from university, but clearly they did not give us any. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised by that. Sadly, sadly, my expectations of them are very low. I think this is sort of you know back to our uh, expectations. You know, you go, you're like, oh, I'm going to a world class university, and like, you know, particularly the degree that we're doing, the school thinks they're the shit, and then you go and you're like, uh, really? <laughs> you sure about that? You know? Uh, yeah, like I'm like. In my mindset, I'm not paying nine thousand two hundred fifty just to do an online class where, you know, you're telling me to read my readings and then just submit something. I want to learn. I want to talk. I want to discuss. I want to be argumentative with my peers. You know, that is learning, not just sitting in front of a laptop with pre-recorded lectures, not even having discussion at the end. And, you know, being made to kind of submit something at the very end without any sort of valid argument or discussion. I also think, you know, like, particularly for us, when we've had like a year not at this uni and coming back of like so many of my modules, I just don't know anyone. And like, I know because I'm like, we do modules um, in other uh, faculties, departments. departments. So, like, I wouldn't know it anyways, but, like, you talk to people before you go into seminars and you talk to them afterwards and you talk to them when you're leaving lecture halls and, like, logging into Zoom and then just seeing, like, a load of faces of people you've never seen before. And then I, like, almost sometimes I'm like, are these real people? Like, I'm just, I've been, I've been with them for 10 weeks, but, you know, half the time they don't turn their cameras on. I'm just like, this is just such a weird vibe, a weird situation to be in. I'm like, I just, I miss, I miss just like the nice little chats. Like when you're leaving a lecture, like, oh, that was interesting. Or, oh, that was a bit crap. <laughs> you know, like that's so nice. Right. This is exactly, this is exactly what I mentioned in the first episode when I said, what is something that you've learned during lockdown or through this pandemic? And I said, I just, I realized how much I miss people mm. and interactions. You know, I kind of forgot how to interact with people. It's, it's kind of scary, actually. Like, I used to be very open and friendly and all that type of personality. But now I get really anxious going out. I have, like, inner anxiety. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, 
particularly like where um, my flat is in London is has been busy since March last year like there are just so many people out um I mean it's like been in the news like how bad it is that people just don't follow the rules so like I get so anxious like just going to the shop to get groceries because I'm like I know people like won't give you space but also like I'm like oh I want to go and like see people because I'm feel so isolated and I like haven't seen anyone in like four days and then I go out and I'm like oh my god this is like so stressful <laughs> because I haven't seen anyone and now there's just like tons of people and like I don't really want to have to fight my way through a crowd to go to the shop in the middle of a pandemic so it's 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 a weird it's a weird situation to be in because as much as it's like nice to have a little dose of normality it's incredibly anxiety inducing no it definitely is and I guess to like sum up things like with this whole reflection I don't know what this episode is about anymore. we went we went so off topic I'm I, sorry I don't know <laughs> if this is university expectations versus reality or us being like reflecting on our life in London <laughs> <laughs> which is basically what I think we did um but yeah like just to summarize then maybe maybe this question what is something that you've learned over the four years in London oh my god <laughs> a lot um in in like a couple of sentences what's something that I've learned over the last four years I don't know, I guess just to, like, to put less pressure on myself and I don't, I don't have to have it all figured out all the time. Like, I don't always have to, like, be in control of everything and, you know, have, seem like everything's, like, perfect. Um, You know, I think I've just realised life's a bit messy and that's fine and that's good. That's you you find like the good times and the good people and the good places through life being messy and being up and down and all over the place but like that's where you have the best memories and the best experiences and you kind of you learn and grow the most trying to like sit down and map out everything and like be prepared for any situation or like thinking you have it all figured out before you even get going isn't going to get you anywhere because you close yourself off to the opportunities and experiences that like you can't imagine yet is that good advice yeah (laughs) I mean it's not really so much advice it's just you kind of clarifying your thoughts yeah and you know because I think if someone was to ask you this then you know, how would you respond? And I think it's quite nice to even just like take some time out just to like gather your thoughts and try to say what you actually think. Yeah, no, I think I've been I've been reflecting a lot on the past four years recently. I guess I mean, I've just I'm sitting alone at home too much. <laughs> I have no one to talk to but myself. Isn't um, that everyone's feeling? So and that's why, you know, take this time to reflect and yeah I think you know it's good to take stock of how far you've come but also that doesn't mean like you have to have like made it there yet you know 
I think people continue to grow and evolve probably forever. Like, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of, you know, scarier, unusual circumstances. Um, yeah, I mean, even through pandemics, they're, they're big changes. And I think you kind of relearn about yourself yeah, through times sure. of difficulty. You know what? The biggest thing I've learned is it's... <sighs> It's, it's whatever you make out of it, you know? You can you can sit at home and be miserable and be like, this is really hard. And I've done that for a lot of this, you know? I've sat at home and be like, wow, this is really shit. I wish <laughs> I could go outside and see my friends. But, you know, you can also take it and reflect on life and just sometimes you need a break. I don't think anything in life is all bad or all good. And it doesn't, it shouldn't be. And it does. you don't have to just be like, oh, well, that was horrible. That was amazing. Because it's all like a balance of different things. Um, and I'm not, I don't, I hate, I, I've struggled with the phrase like, oh, you just got to like make the most out of life. Because I'm like, that doesn't mean you have to like take lockdown and I don't know, become like a Michelin star chef or something, you know? Like even if it just means like, giving yourself a bit of time to work on yourself or you know whatever it is that you need then take it there's not set your own goals and you know just like oh my god this is getting so corny <laughs> this is oh god I don't how am I gonna phrase this that doesn't just sound like really condescending you can make the most you can make the most out of things that doesn't mean that they have to be earth shatteringly amazing and it can just be like oh well that was decent <laughs> yeah and I think like what Kim said last week but this is in terms of I guess body image but she just said the words you're fine yeah and I think it also kind of relates like you know you're okay just get through it but I don't want to say like get through it because at the same time, for me, in my opinion, life is also pretty short. But I think if you're having a difficult time, take it slow. Yeah. There's no harm in taking things a little bit more slow-paced. And I think that is sometimes more productive, maybe not productive, more effective than if you were to rush things. So... Yeah, I mean, God, I never thought I would take a year out of uni. I mean, that felt like the biggest failure to me for so long. And it was probably like the best decision I made. Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? I think I was in such a rush to get everything done. And there's like, you don't have to be in such a rush all the time. You don't. It's you fine. Really don't. Yeah, I like that. You're fine. Because it's true. It's like, but also you don't have to be fine all the time. No, it's fine to be not fine. Yeah, exactly. As in, like, you can just, you can be good, you can be bad, it's all, it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. Maybe this episode is like, you're fine. <laughs> Jesus, this feels like therapy. <laughs> it is, and it's it's good. I think it's just that, well, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call myself a therapist, but I think this that is, like, one of the reasons why I started. It's just a good way to talk to some of my friends that I normally wouldn't talk to if it wasn't for this platform 
yeah, no, it's just nice to just connect and get to know you guys a little bit more, more so than I did because, you know, there's just this sort of vulnerability in talking directly. As in, we're not in person, but I mean, usually if we were talking, then we would be in like a group of four or five, you know, there's just like too many distractions around you. Whereas this is like, I'm literally just talking to Ren. Also, you don't normally sort of just sit down and just focus on one topic and like dig steep into that very specific topic as you can, you know, that's quite rare. You know, you know, just like chat about whatever you're doing. Or... Yeah, so I think that's kind of a nice way to just, for me, even like learning about people. I think it's really interesting. And, but yeah, thank you for, you know, being on this week's episode. We talked a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went so off topic. <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, like I said, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known I wasn't just going to stick to the script. <laughs> I kind of knew, but I kind of didn't know how far it would have gone. Neither did I. (laughs) It's been fun. You're fine. (laughs) We're all fine. You're fine. Um, Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And this goes for anyone around the world. You know, just take it slowly. If you need a break, then... Yeah, like push yourself in the right ways you know like don't just yeah. don't stay in your comfort zone but um you know pushing yourself isn't always the answer yeah exactly so don't burn out just give yourself some space yeah don't burn out give yourself some space i guess that is our little final summary for today's episode thank you for listening and thank you for guesting thank you for having me i feel very honored do you want to say anything else as a I don't know a social media influencer anything that you Follow want to advertise Instagram <laughs> go for it at Renoir Mirage on Instagram do you want to like spell it out Renoir like the painter Mirage like the thing in the desert I'll have it linked into the description in like all the platforms that's available but yeah Thank you, and I guess I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. You're fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>